walk through another episode. Oh, I lost it. Okay, let me do it again. <clears throat> hey, welcome to another episode of I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. I am here, and I am uh, hunting deer. Uh, <laughs> my name is Alex, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And if you haven't already turned this off, I will introduce <laughs> <I'm sucked. laughs> my co-host. Uh, starting with the redhead. Uh, my name is Jacob. My hair is red. Don't ask me if the curtains match the drapes because I got rid of my indoor plumbing. Head over to the other co-host. <laughs> Does that mean you've had a, like, a... Are you a eunuch now? I, <laughs> I, I've removed all of my organs except my uh, lower intestine. <laughs> so, I'm going to need a paramedic. And a smoothie! We should not have let him on this <laughs> show. Should, oh should we cancel the podcast? Yes. Oh, jeez. Is it my turn now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to send it over to you earlier. <laughs> that was derail. Uh, I'm Kristen. Hi. Kristen has the most energy That's all out I of got. all of us. <laughs> yep. Kristen brings... She's uh, the life force to this yep. podcast. I don't know. You guys should know by now if you've been a listener that obviously those two like to talk a lot more than me. Don't you think out of any episode and somebody's like, hmm, I need a new hey, podcast. They're like, don't the you phenomenon? think? Look, uh, when they are I looking at podcasts, the John Travolta look- movie. What? You no. guys are talking about two different things at the same time. <laughs> I thought Alex was going to stop talking when I interrupted him, but he kept going. Oh, my God. And then, uh, then I lost it because I was distracted by John Travolta. And I don't know what movie you're talking about. Th- uh, Phenomenon, starring John Travolta from Never the 90s. The 90s? Never heard mm-hmm. of them. 1996, Phenomenon, <coughs> starring John Travolta and Kira Sedgwick. With Forrest Whitaker, Robert Duvall. Well, that is not the movie that we covered today. Oh shit, that's what I watched. Uh oh. I got some bad news. Did you <laughs> not hear my stinger at the end of the last episode? I came in and I was like, hey, it's the first documentary. Come on, Alex. You should have known when John Travolta showed up that he was not part of a documentary. Well, I thought maybe it was a situation where Tra- John Travolta was a character he played, and this was his real life that it was showing on this. Oh, kind of like Jer- uh, Jeffrey Kirkter Wheaties? Yes, exactly. Uh, I understand. I understand exactly, but no, that is not that is not accurate. We actually uh, covered a documentary uh, of my choosing, which is a movie that I love that you guys hadn't seen, which was oh, right. the <laughs> phenomenon. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that is right. Uh, so we pick themes. That's how we do this podcast. Uh, we each pick a theme, and we each have to pick a movie within that theme and cover that movie each week. So uh, it is Alex's theme. He chose movies that we love that the other members have not seen. My movie, The Phenomenon Documentary, came out in 2020, directed by uh, James Fox, not the actor. Jamie Fox? Not Jamie Fox, not oh. the uh, not the singer slash uh, extra talented individual we spoke about on a previous episode. Uh, but instead a... There's a singer named James Fox? Jamie Fox, you said, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, so guys. this movie was is a documentary. The first documentary we covered. What do you guys think? Cool, boring, lame. Who me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> either either you people with microphones in front of your faces. Uh. I like documentaries. My favorite documentary is Nanook uh, of the North. No, but I have seen that. Um, I like uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Have you seen that? No, is it a surveillance footage of people stealing from gift shops? No, it's a movie about street art, documentary about street art, and it has a lot large focus on Banksy. Huh. No, I've seen some TikToks where people on subways are apparently buying Banksy's and they're unsure if they're real or not. Yeah, this is not about that. Not the same thing? Nope. Mm, whatever. But, uh, no. I like documentaries. I thought it was a well-made documentary. Oh, nice. Cool. I made a documentary once. It was not very well-made. No, but it wasn't. I don't... Uh, looking back on it, probably... I don't I don't think it was, like... But I'm, I'm my biggest critic, Is that that so. video where the popcorn got spilled all over the couch? No, that was not a documentary. That was a sh- <laughs> that was that was just a fun video. That was fun, and that was the greatest video to hit YouTube since uh, Bo Burnham's on Bo Yo. You know, so. <laughs> not as many Kristen? views though. Um, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, not try to jump into the movie already, but like we were watching this for like seven hours. Like 20, what, 30 20, minutes. 20, 30 minutes, and I was like, oh my god, this is boring. <laughs> I think I just wasn't prepared to watch a documentary. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to like be a movie for some reason, even though you told us it was a documentary. But like, I just was kind of bored at first, but then like as the movie kept going, then I was getting more interested in stuff, because there was stuff in here that I didn't even know, like I've never heard of. So that was really cool, but... um. I mean, I don't super like documentaries, but I don't yeah. not like them either. Like, I've seen quite a few good ones. Do you um, have a favorite documentary? Um, Not really. Um, There's one that stands out in my mind. It's called 20 Feet from Freedom or 20 Feet from Stardom. That's what it's called. But it's about, like, backup singers and, like, mm. um, you know, how they're, like, they work with all these major artists and stuff but they're not like the famous ones and it was just really interesting to uh watch that yeah interesting i have not heard of that one i've heard of it but i've never seen it either um this is kind of a little bit off topic but the type of documentary that i really like and it's not necessarily a documentary i don't even know what you'd call it but like the anthony Bourdain. Um, no it's reservations like and parts unknown and stuff like that. It's kind of, yeah, it's different. It's yeah, kind of a pseudo documentary. It's pseudo like TLC, like, uh, kind of. It was, they follow, they follow them around and well, it's almost like with that one's not, they follow them around their real life. Cause he's doing something like investigative almost, um, in terms of like going out to these interesting places eating these unknown slash not well-known foods uh and so culture and stuff yeah so it's definitely a learning. With adam cole and Britt baker 
Not sure and when Pittsburgh. that happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> missed, missed that episode. Okay, sorry. That sounds like that was way too recent, and I feel like he died. God well, this is before they were wi- they were just independent wrestlers. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I totally, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, this is definitely a different kind of documentary than that. This Wait, is. Uh, I know other documentaries. I like. Do you want me to list them? Yeah, list every documentary you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, a, I know a documentary you like, Kristen. What? Those um, movies documentaries. The movie like, documentaries. And like the decade documentaries that CNN. Oh, made. yeah. I forgot those are documentaries. Yes. I yeah. do like those. Time capsules about pop culture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you listen to, um, oh, what was the podcast that I listened to that you probably listened to? Uh, it was uh, Scream 3. Gorley and Gorley Rust. and Rust, yes. Yes, I just started listening to them. Yeah. Uh, talk about their Disneyland stuff, yeah. and then he said that uh, him and Amanda, Gorley and Amanda, are going to have their own podcast about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're like pop culture has become such a thing, and yeah, super interesting. I yeah. was uh, thinking a lot about that uh, recently, and about how you know we live in a capitalist society, and everything is kind of like capitalism is basically. A, god and pop culture and these corporations are you know it's very interesting so i'm interested to hear their podcast and what they what they have to say about it weren't you saying something alex like a yesterday or something about was it disneyland or something but that like something wasn't there before or whatever and then i was like well it's disney like they own every oh we were looking at the old disneyland map that i had remember and they're like sponsored the rides were sponsored by companies Mm-hmm. But then now, like they don't do that. Like they, like because I was like, well, Disney basically owns everything. Like so, they don't even have to have things sponsored by, yeah, other companies now. They probably bought out the companies that were sponsoring them. Yeah. yeah. Monopolies. Yeah, Disney's pretty scary. Yeah, monopolies. But, but you love Disneyland, don't you? I want to go back. I think about it every day. <laughs> He's become a <laughs> Disney fanatic. I am the oh, people man. that Paul and Matt were. Uh, like talking about like being in like crazies. a being in a cult. Oh man, <laughs> I have this guy that I went to. Uh, he was a student when I was like, uh, he was a freshman when I was graduating college, and then like as I was getting my master's, he was kind of getting up there in junior or senior level, and mm-hmm. he ended up getting a job at Disney after college. Yeah. But it was like just as like a, uh, you know, just a person there, you know. Yeah, they Nothing. have people that just stand around. Yeah, basically it's what he did. Uh and he's Um the workers are called cast members, okay? <laughs> okay. In the same way that uh uh <laughs> porn stars are called actors, okay. Um <laughs> and the same way that WWE wrestlers are called superstars. Yeah, and the same way that I'm called a real person in society. <laughs> okay. Um but they were uh basically he was he was both when he was like in school he was just super, super into like the um, what is it called? Uh, Bible campus ministry or something like that. Like super into that. And then as soon as he uh, went to Disney, it's just like that totally fell off. And it's like all Disney. And so it's like so interesting how those kind of personalities are kind of like okay, I need yeah. a following. I need like a society, community. Like you know, um, it's, it's very interesting. It is. I don't like church, but I like Disneyland. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a huge fan of either. 
anymore. You've never been though. I've you been to go. Universal Studios. Same thing. That's different. No, it's different. Disneyland is magical. <laughs> yeah, but especially I like, but I like especially Harry if you more wait, especially if you took Disney your kid thing. with you, because it's different. You see the magic in their eyes, and then that, you know, kind of sparks something in you too. It's just weird because Alex was telling me about how like when you guys were younger and stuff, like he never thought about like going to Disneyland, you know, like that wasn't that wasn't something that didn't seem like a possibility. So I just yeah, so you just never thought about it. And so now that he was finally got to go and like actually experience everything and stuff like he like something sparked in him where he just loves it because he had never thought that that would be a possibility to go before, you know. Interesting. Well, I uh, I mean, I was super, super excited to go to Universal Studios and uh, see a Harry Potter world and, you know, all that stuff. And I never thought that would be possible. But also, Harry Potter, I don't know. It's a different conversation, I guess. And I totally hear what you're saying. Um, to see Tariel, like, see the Disney princesses would be very exciting. Um, but also very expensive. And I don't want to give that frozen guy more money. Yeah. Olaf? <laughs> I was talking about... <laughs> Walt. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking a lot too. <laughs> I was like, "Why would Olaf get your money? <laughs> he needs more sticks." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, we uh, digress. This is phenomenal. Sorry, we got onto a whole different tangent. <laughs> Sorry, Maggie, if you're still listening. Lance, Sarah. You Jose may be listening to this one. Hi. <laughs> <coughs> me? Um, when I listen both times later I know, me too. On? Hi, Kristen. <laughs> Jacob, this is your pick. Tell us. Tell us stuff. You want me to tell you why I love this movie, my history with it, all that good stuff? Yeah, because obviously um, the theme gives it away. Kristen and I have never seen this. Yep. So this is the first time watch. Um, if you want to talk about... Uh, the. I guess your relationship to the movie and then we can touch on our relationship to UFOs and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We can talk about all that. That's, that sounds okay. good. Exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to hear anything you guys have to say about this topic. Cause I don't know if it's come through on any of the episodes yet or <laughs> in knowing. I, me. Didn't we spend like five or 10 minutes talking about this yeah. movie on a different episode? We might have, I can't remember. We definitely talked about a book I read on a different episode. Um, uh, but I am very much into the idea of UFOs, UAPs, and um, I think the thing I'm ex- exciting for me most about this topic is not only the history and the fact that uh, there's like written documents and written histories from uh, extremely important individuals dating back to Roman times and things of that nature um, that depict same kind of things that we see today. But also the fact that they are objects that uh, defy physics. And that's very interesting to me because I love the science of it. The idea of what they could be, what they're doing, and all of that just makes my brain excited and like neurons connecting. And I just like, it gets me very like, ah, let's talk about it all day long. Um, So. Uh, if we want to get into any of that when we're going on, you know, feel free to shoot some stuff at me and I'll try <laughs> to answer it. But uh, I've I've been super interested interested in UFOs for as long as I can remember. I've been on Reddit pages. I've read uh, documents that have been un, uh, declassified from, uh, you know, Freedom of Information Acts and like 
all sorts of stuff. So um, super into it. When this documentary came out, um, I kind of was right on it as soon as it came out. And I was like, Alex, can you please buy this for me on on Amazon Prime? <laughs> I'll so Venmo I you this. 20 bucks. I will Venmo <laughs> you to, so I can just watch this, please, because <laughs> I want to watch it. And uh, I watched it as soon as he bought it. Same Why night. did you need me to buy it on Amazon? Don't well, you have Amazon? Well, I do now, but at the time I wasn't using my, I didn't have Prime activated, and so I didn't have like the video and whatnot. And um, since then, I do have my own Prime that because I've been buying, I have more money now, so I buy stuff on Amazon now. Whereas before, I had no money, so I bought yeah. nothing on Amazon. Um, but I made the purchase of this movie, so uh, yeah, I just. I love this movie because it. Uh, I feel like it really does a very good job of uh, telling kind of a baseline history of mm-hmm. some big moments as well as some unknown kind of histories that's well documented as well as uh, for maybe the first time bringing in some really high class individuals, uh, uh, Senator Henry Harry Reid, as well as like uh, Christopher Mellon, uh, former. Uh, Deputy Secretary uh, Secretary of Intelligence for the uh, the DOD. You know who I um, wish they brought in? Who? That band Blind Melon. Blind Melon. There you yep. go. From the nineties. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a good one. You know who I wish they brought in? Who? Those dodo birds from Ice Age who are fighting over those melons. Oh yes. Yeah, I wish they had brought those guys in. But Kristen, <laughs> who do you wish they brought in? Um. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, okay. Kristen, Kristen, no, say, 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 water. Water. Cause watermelon. Come on, Kristen. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Christopher Milani. Is that his name? From <laughs> Law and Order. Oh, I don't know. Christopher Milani. Is that the guy who was also on True Blood? I've never seen that. I don't know. Well, man. Any, anyway, anyway, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. You were um, talking about the, uh, the yeah, but they brought in they some like um, really like respectable individuals who are like uh, have important jobs and you know uh, just have really reputable you know lives and credentials and things of psh. that nature. Which uh, he said, "Psh, no." <laughs> well, I was just gonna make a I was gonna make a joke about Harry Reid being dead now, but oh. then I thought better of it. But never no. mind. <laughs> Go ahead and make the joke. I'm ready. That was it. That was the joke. Oh, okay. That Harry Reid's dead. That's a good one. Oh, my one. God. That's a really good one. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, I don't know what else I was going to say. But what about what about you guys? Um, do you have any, anything else I need to touch on? Or do you guys want to get into, you know, your, your UFO history, ideas, thoughts? Well, let me ask you this first, Jacob. Yep. On a scale of zero to one hundred, mm-hmm. so it's a pretty big scale. Yep. There's at least a uh, hundred digits within the scale. Yep. At least. Um, hold on. At least ninety-nine point nine digits within the scale. What? What level would you rate your? Um. Uh, I don't want to say belief, but um. I guess belief that aliens exist and have visited our planet. Okay. Um, I would say, I would say it's about an 85% chance that it's aliens ET in the sense of extraterrestrials. 
I think there's also a chance that it could be uh, either uh, futuristic life forms from Earth, such as a humanoid uh, evolution from the future that, or something of that nature, or even okay. a some kind of uh, past or current living thing on the Earth that we might not even have any relative idea about, as well as it could also have something to do with uh, like separate dimensional uh, beings or creatures that we don't have any access or knowledge of because uh, based on string theory and the idea of string theory and what we know to be string theory, there could be uh, dimensions stacked on dimensions stacked on dimensions. And if there are for some reason those things leaking through, they could explain these uh, phenomena that makes no sense to our understandings of how reality should work. So it's very interesting. You know, there's a range of things that could be happening. I definitely 100% believe something is happening that doesn't that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I definitely 100% believe that there was like knowledge of it in government history that there's been some kind of, you know, hiding cover up, whatever you want to call it of because they are unknowing of what it is and allowing the American people to be like, hey, our military, our defense has no idea what this is and it's more capable than anything we could ever achieve, than we have any idea of how to achieve would be frightening to the people, which I, so I understand why that could happen. Um, so, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What about you guys? Same question? Um, Kristen? Um... I don't know. I'm like at a 50. Like I've like 50-50 about what what I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is I'm like I I think something is there like cuz we like we what they're saying in the documentary we're definitely not the only ones in the universe like there's no way we're the only ones. And so like it's just it's i don't know it blows my mind thinking about any of that stuff then it kind of like freaks me out sometimes so i don't mm-hmm. think about it often but i know that there's something else i just don't know what to believe so i'm at like a 50 percent. that makes a lot of sense to uh me and i can talk about why later but i want to hear what alex has to say um i 100 percent believe that there is intelligent life in the universe but I um, do not believe that it has visited our planet okay cool I at at the end of our discussion whether uh, it be the discussion we have now or at the end of the movie I would definitely love to hear what your ideas are for the explanation of, of, of certain things uh, what okay. your ideas, what your concept of idea might be to explain it. Um, but one thing I was going to say, Kristen, about uh, about your 50-50 kind of belief and not, like, kind of believing that something is out there but not sure what, you know, uh, Lou Elizondo, who, uh, Luis Elizondo, rather, who appears in the documentary kind of near to the end. Um, I'm not sure if you guys really caught who he is or how important he is to this entire story. Um, who is he? Um Basically, he's the former director of uh, ATIP, uh, which is the um, which is the government 
program that was running since uh, the George W. Bush administration that Harry Reid started, um, all the way up through the Donald Trump administration, where uh, uh, basically they had been studying, um, you know, these things. And the three U- the three videos that came out through the New York Times uh, came out through they were being studied and recorded and monitored, and uh, there were three of the cases from a tip uh, that they had been like basically taken out and Lou Elizondo was a former director who had resigned from ATIP out of um, out of protest because mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't able like nobody in the higher ups would even uh, like listen to anything he had to say about it they wouldn't take it seriously because it was UFO you know all this stuff so he like basically snuck these three videos out of the Department of Defense and um, him and Christopher Mellon and he resigned at a protest and all this stuff and basically the whole reason gotcha that those three videos came out was part most mostly because of him and Christopher Mellon. Got it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he was saying uh, in many of the podcasts I've listened to is uh, he gets a question of uh, what do you think? What do you think uh, the like initial reaction of society would be if they knew everything you knew? And he said uh, that he thinks it would be uh, first of all humbling, and then he thinks uh, it would cause just like. Um, a a question of who, where we fit in the universe and like what even could be real and like all kinds of stuff like that basically i don't know where i was going sorry i get so excited let's go on tangents here so <laughs> you have to reel me in on this episode well i'm a commercial fisherman <laughs> and i live in alaska have you seen that show uh what's it called <laughs> i forget what that dangerous, show called. dangerous crabs the mo- most something? dangerous catch or something yeah, it's like yeah, that's most dangerous catch without the crabs. Da, 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 da. Yeah, something like that's that. That's my show. Yep. I have only seen that a couple of times, and uh, most of the times it's just like storms on boats. Yeah, which I've never they, seen it, but I they that's I lived it. You lived it, did it? I lived it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they should definitely be in that show, though. Storms on boats. Storms on boats. Ice Road Truckers, followed by Storms on Boats. Ooh, I'm in. Kristen? Kristen's not paying attention to this podcast Sorry, anymore. I was looking up that um, Zimbabwe landing, UFO landing, yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. interested to talk to you guys about that because <laughs> the director, James Fox, he, you know, I, I listened to an interview with him where he talked about, like, what he included, what he didn't include. And he was kind of on the fence to include that case. Yeah, I've looked that up too. That's all seems very fishy to me. Well, not because of that, because he felt like it would be putting people off because it's too, it's almost too much in you know uh, of believability in terms of like people aren't ready for that kind of thing. Like seeing a craft is one thing, but having some kind of life, not only land but somehow communicate in a way we don't understand. you know, people aren't ready for that. So um, I totally get what he was thinking. What What were you gonna say about about the believability of it? Who me? Yeah. Um, just that there's a lot of things that I find skeptical about it. Um, was it the? Uh, it, it happened in a small agricultural area in Africa. Um, it, uh, happened f- 
with the kids being outside with no adults around. Um, and then when the kids 60, were 64 different children. And then when they were interviewed, they were interviewed in groups where their ideas could influence each other. And then in and then 20 years later, they told the same story. And then um, when Mac interviewed them. Yeah. The Pulitzer Prize winning psychologist. Uh-huh. Yeah, in a known environmentalist. He prompted and suggested um, as people think that he prompted and suggested the telepathic communication angle, which was not present in Heinz initial report because Mac interviewed them um, two months later and Hind interviewed them immediately afterwards. And during Hind's interview, there was no um, report, not included in the report, anything about that. Okay. But uh, I guess the thing that draws me into the thing uh, is uh, how, how, like, how media and how the police and, like, there's so many reports uh, like that immediately came from it, you know, and so much so that this Pulitzer guy came. So there's got to be something there, whether whether there were things that might have been, if there are things altered there for personal, uh, like, bias or things of that nature. Uh, I understand what you're saying, definitely, for sure. But I think something something of significance had have happened there for so many kids to have caused such a ruckus for media and the teachers and parents and everything, like, so much to happen within that thing i don't know mm-hmm. it uh seems a little like something had to have happened <clears throat> the kids that th- whole thing i find less believable than the australian thing where they actually interviewed a teacher mm-hmm. um but i'm i'm skeptical i'm skeptical of it all my here's my biggest thing and i told Kristen this last night um and you can see it in this documentary during a lot of the early stuff they talked about in the 50s and 60s you had all these um um, <clears throat> I don't want to, s- um, public produced photographs and stuff. And it seems like they're pretty frequent. Um, and it was always, you know, hard to tell what's in the photograph, um, and gave a Bigfoot Nessie feel to me. And as our technology has caught up in how we can not only take better quality photographs, but also share them readily across social media, um, the, uh, uh, UFO ideas that have not, have you seen, kept, like, have you been uh, on like UFO TikTok or UFO Reddit or anything of that nature? Cause there's stuff getting shared all the time with photos of like pretty good stuff. And, um, even, uh, like stuff that like, I obviously, um, stuff that has been released, but hasn't been necessarily confirmed by the government whatever you know but has been released as hey this is something that's part of this whatever uh where they're like high resolution photos including some that include uh where you can actually see beings like inside of the vehicles uh i don't know they're just i guess i'd need to see these things but if there was such um you know good quality stuff out there why is this not the things that are being talked about? It's these grainy videos that, you know, this guy 
who has all this knowledge and the things he chooses to release are these videos. That's which which are you talking about the three that that weren't the New York Times? Well, mm-hmm. those are the ones that the government uh, the government like basically declassified after they were taken out and then released and they they uh, they the government said yes these are real yes these were taken by they're, they're radar videos is what they are so they're videos of radar they're not videos of the craft so what you're mm-hmm. seeing is radar for just why, why it's grainy and stuff like that right and you're seeing all of these. and that those are the videos that are out there yeah those are those are the main ones that the new york times has covered yeah the mainstream ones there's also, do you know about the the splash video, which has also been confirmed by the Department of Defense as being a um, real yeah, UAP uh, unidentified object uh, that not only drops from 80,000 feet from the sky, but also goes inside the water, uh, does not lose any kind of uh, any kind of speed, any kind of anything like that, comes out from the water, just flies just fine, goes back in the water. I mean, th- going in the that water story fine. sounds familiar, but I don't remember seeing any good video of that. Yeah, they have they have they have radar video of that as well. That the Department of Defense has uh, said is like that's official. That is, we have no idea what it is. We tracked it, and it makes no sense to our understanding of technology that exists currently. And because transmedium vehicle vehicles, you know, being able to transfer from space to atmosphere to uh, water to submarine basically which none of our technology can do anything of like like that uh, as well as uh, basically to talk about the five unide- five identifiable observations is what they call them which are uh, instant velocity velocity uh, which we can't do because um, you know the um, physics we, we our structures couldn't survive the yeah I can't think of the word um the force the force but it's something else i can't remember what the word is uh it's something very specific that is important um basically we can't we can't we can't survive that the friction or whatever it is uh our structures can't survive that um as well as like the ability to um not only avoid detection but um offer some kind of like uh even coding of some sort where they offer blockers to radars of, of some kind as well as uh, not being visible to the eye but being visible to f- the um, what's it called the thermo what is it called the camera that sees heat yeah infrared infrared thank you um, which the tic tac you could uh, as you can see that you can they couldn't see that to the naked eye but it was visible to the uh, not the tic tac one but the um, gimbal where it rotates that was mm-hmm. invisible to the naked eye but they could see it on the radar uh, uh, and track it on the radar and all of that stuff, but it wasn't visible to the eye, um, which was interesting. Um, and then the go fast video, which is one where they are like, we caught it in with the, with the thing, and it's going like uh, however many knots against the wind. Uh, I can't remember the exact details, but it's like ridiculously fast, and they caught it with a moving target system, which you hear the shock in their voice because it's like, how crazy they were able to do that. Uh, yeah. And how crazy this object is doing this thing, which it should not be doing. Just my skepticism is like, so now the things that we have are these radar images. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden these UFOs are hard for us to have any 
you know, firmer things on. But back in the 50s, we had the farmers taking a photo of a UFO hanging out over their thing and these UFOs hanging out above the White House and stuff like that. I think uh, part of the confusion is sometimes sometimes descriptions of UFOs can be like, okay, it showed up and then disappeared. Sometimes these encounters with UFOs can last hours upon hours upon hours. So, you know, they a farmer it could be over their farm for 45 minutes and, and the old times they could take a photo of it when they have no like barely any film you know um and like there's there's definite if you if you go on and you start like searching for stuff and like reading stories and if you go on to MUFON which MUFON is the mutual uh it's basically the um this organization that collects UFO reports as well as like videos and like testimonies and photos and stuff of like that nature in real time um there's all sorts of stuff happening all the time that is just like hey you can kind of see how there's similar objects being reported and photos and videos being sent in there's just like there's not like a big organization for people to go like oh here's an easy place to find this and it's not being reported on by media and stuff like that so there's places where you can find these things you just have to search because it's not like a mainstream thing you know, and uh, a big thing with this documentary is the stigma of UFOs. And uh, a big thing that's happened recently, especially with the uh, new stuff that's happening in uh, with with the UAPs and stuff like that, is there's actually a, a now within the U uh, the U.S. Air Force as well as um, the uh, other military, like the Navy and things of that nature. There's now a a identification system where you go and report a reporting system rather where uh, you are required to report anything you see uh, whereas before if you were were to report it you might be seen as crazy and fired and uh, released from the military for being crazy you know mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a step forward in I think the right direction um, because now we're able to get a lot more reports uh, and people being a little more honest and being less afraid, less stigma, um, which I think even if you don't believe that there's green Martians running around in black suits or whatever it is, you know, uh, I think we can all agree that something is might be out there and something that has been, you know, a question within our society for almost 100 years now with, like, evidence uh, through media and photographs and things of that nature um uh that is all very similar in nature and reports are very similar consistently and i think consistency is key if they were very different reports and very different photos and things like that uh it might make a difference but it's consistent you know let me ask you a question um do you know the fermi paradox yes i know the fermi paradox okay uh, do you want to explain it, or would you like me to? You can explain it. Give it a go. So basically, the Fermi paradox uh, states that um, with so many stars and so many potential planets that could exist, uh, a life, uh, sustained life, um, why has there been no intelligent life or any kind of life discovered or shown itself in the universe to our eyes? Correct. Essentially, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Fermi paradox super interesting. But um, the thing that's so cool about the Fermi paradox and time with that is 
if you think about time and how big and how long the universe is and how old the universe is and how short our lifespan is, uh, we, our life, humanity's life, we can only track basically for 10,000 years where we have like society, right? Uh, Gobekli Tepe in Turkey is essentially the oldest uh, society structures we have. That's 12,000 years is what that is. Um, And in terms of the Earth, we've been around for 4.3 billion years. The universe has been around for uh, much longer than that. Uh, And as the Hubble Space Telescope has looked out and we have seen uh, trillions of galaxies, which each galaxy has trillions of stars, has trillions of planets, right? Uh, just because we haven't seen it, we're not in that exact chapter, doesn't mean that page doesn't exist. You know, uh, I think that I think that the the odds of that happening, whether or not we are uh, ants inside of an ant farm to these, you know, intelligent species, where we might not see them because they don't want to be seen you know, type situation could be happening as well. And we are getting glimpses now, and we got glimpses before, but we're kind of understanding this a little more, I think. I might um, not have been making any kind of sense there. Like I said, I no, ramble when I get excited about this stuff. No, it makes sense, because that's my, um, that's where my doubt comes in, is we, our sun and our planet are relatively young, over the billions and billions of years that we've had since the Big Bang, um, there is uh, no reason that a intelligent life wouldn't have, you know, been able to spring up, you know, on a on a, another planet in a different galaxy. Um, and if they exist, um, and if they are capable of space travel like we think that they would be with ufos um how come they there's not any empirical evidence on any of our surface the moon surface so far on the mars surface that there's been any intelligent life aside from our own well i guess uh like why like who is to say that there's been intelligent life on mars or earth like the universe is so large that right. the odds of them coming to see us like in finding us like we're so small what impact have we had on the universe to show that we're even here to say hey come visit us you know it doesn't really we haven't sent any like massive signals out to the universe to say hey here we are but why wouldn't and we're they just now they s- to the point where we're so able we see to planets like we're like oh that planet could sustain life mm-hmm. but we're not at the point in our intelligence to go travel to that but if another um intelligent life is at that stage and they identify hey this planet that orbits our sun namely earth is capable of sustaining life wouldn't they attempt to colonize it or well maybe they have no desire to colonize maybe they come and they visit and they're like what's this colony up to what are they up to in society are they up to our standards where we can bring them into our galactic whatever we're up to guess what they're not up to that point le- in their evolution let's just keep monitoring them you know and, and guess they, what we I, might be seeing evidence of that and that might be proof, i mean you know it could i guess it's possible 
but there's not one been one mistake where they left something on. Well, there's, but here's the thing: is there is evidence of crashes and things of that nature, and uh, even Doctor Jacques Jacques Vallée, the guy who uh, was the inspiration for the guy from Third uh, Evidence of ET. Uh, I thought you were gonna uh, say Third Rock from the Sun. The Third Rock from the Sun, yeah. <laughs> The guy, the guy who he was, was the alien. inspired for Close Encounters of yep. the Third Kind. There you go. Thank you, Kristen. Um, they, they they had materials that they had uh, gotten from crash sites, um, which he's talking about this on podcast. That's what the that's what the material is from is from crash sites, including 1947, which he has said is from Roswell. That has uh, been that even in the po- in the documentary we saw. They looked at the atoms, and it was not. It's not naturally. It doesn't occur naturally in the universe. It was. It was created. It was manufactured. The isotopes don't make sense for naturally occurring in the universe. Isotopes, as where as far as we know, for the periodic table, at least. So yeah, Alex. Which is <laughs> evidence of manufacture with purpose, and according to Dr. Jacques, it's from crashes, which he's been studying this his, his entire life. Boom. Across the world. <laughs> I, I can't explain that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's all we got is. Well, no, but also. A little uh, bit of metal from a crash. Supposedly. How do you know they're not here? <laughs> but. Huh? Huh? I have read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know? <laughs> so I know about dolphins. Okay. Hey, there we go. There. See? The answer. I, I, I do have a. Uh, the answer is definitely 12, not 42. So the author of that book got that wrong. <laughs> So long and thanks for all the fish. We haven't really uh, talked about like how the movie goes yeah, at all. I don't have a. We don't really. Have I don't to. have a lot of specific notes. Um, here's some interesting stuff I wrote down. Hold on, I wanted to say something at the very beginning of this podcast, and I did oh, okay. not get to it. Well, I asked you if you had anything to say. At the I forgot. It. I completely no. forgot. Um, <laughs> I can send. It, I can throw it in at the very end. No, it's okay. It'll it'll stick. Stick. Go ahead. Give it to well, us. I was just gonna say. That uh, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes is an 88% according to critics and has a 93% according to the audience score, which is the exact same score as the other movie I had chosen, Spotlight. Also has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes according to the audience. So either way, so you guys have to watch, you guys have to watch uh, Spotlight now. And if you don't give it the exact same rating that you gave this movie, your rating system's flawed. (laughs) <laughs> I have to follow the same rating system as Rotten Tomatoes? Yep. No, I'm saying that like, consistently, like, this movie's got the exact same score. So, like, based on, like, you know something trans- else? transitive purposes. Scream 2 has a higher percentage on Rotten Tomatoes than Scream 1. Oh, and man. I do not like Scream 2 as much as I like Scream 1. It's bullshit. So. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of my notes, I've got, you know, I blocked out uh, where, the, like, the different title changes were in the documentary, so I can kind of try to keep some order in my notes. Yeah, and if then, you want to go, we can go through the movie. How You you decide I mean, this is your movie. I mean, we don't have to. It's not, like, the big thing about this movie that I really wanted to discuss. I know we're almost an hour-ish, probably 45 minutes. Yeah, with edits, probably 45 minutes. Um, but the big thing that I really wanted to do with this and anybody who wants to watch this movie, uh, you know, please go ahead and watch it. You know, if if you want to, you know, open your mind a little bit, be open-minded about what you're seeing. Don't think just because it says UFO, it's uh, it's f- f- like conspiracy theory fake. Like they might be like 
listen, like, there's class, like, there's evidence and forms and money that show that the government, for some reason, has been interested in this forever. You know. Oh yeah. Kind of coming sure. open-minded a little and bit. Um, I have some notes about my theories on that too. Okay. Here, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm playing the it. skeptic in this. Yeah, that's obviously. fine. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. We. I like the balance of it because I am definitely uh, way more head in the barrel than than you are. Yeah, I'm going in the whole Niagara Falls. Wait, what? I don't know, man, but uh, you're going <laughs> to die if you do that. <laughs> it's one of the um, eight wonders, right? Uh, I like that they got Peter Coyote to narrate this. Yeah. That's really cool. That's As some, it some took me all of the to movie that. to realize that that was him. <laughs> Add some real authenticity to this thing, right? <laughs> well, I was looking at Peter Coyote, and he narrated a UFO documentary in the 80s, too. Yeah, I saw that. But what yeah, you believe, you believe. Great. Yeah. He's always a good narrator. He narrates a lot of those Ken Burns documentaries. Mm. Good old Ken Burns. With his weird haircut. Um, Project Blue Book. Who came mm-hmm. up with that name? That's a dumb name. Project Blue Book? <laughs> Man, do you know about Project Blue Book? I, I just don't like the name. I think the name's dumb. Project Blue <laughs> Could Book could have been a way uh, cooler name. They don't they don't have the greatest names, Alex. It's no. not about uh it's not about the name, it's about you know It's not about coolness. Yeah. It's not that's not a factor <laughs> they're worried about. Um So here's my skepticism on a lot of this stuff with the government being more um open about their thoughts in the fifties and sixties. Okay. Would you would you agree with that comparatively? To uh that they were more it was. It w- I wouldn't say like they were. I wouldn't say putting their cards on the table, but they showed that they had a deck of cards. More. I would say that the public interest was a lot more intense, so they were forced to show their hand more. Mm, okay. But here's my thoughts. Okay. Fifties and sixties. What do we got going on in the world? They talk about it. Cold They've War. Cold War. Yeah. Space race. Mm-hmm. Um. They're it's uh, beneficial for the government to drive public interest in these things in order to um, encourage public support for putting funds into these things at that time. Okay. That's my so you th- two cents. I guess... So you're saying that there's interest in it because the government wants there to be interest in it? Yes. Which would make sense if they uh, would like to get more money, right, to investigate mm-hmm. this thing that they don't know because it, it has these these uh, abilities that we are not able to replicate and we need to figure out how to do it so that way we are not uh, afraid because these things are from different worlds and we need to figure out how they work, which is exactly what they're doing now. We need, we need more money because we need to figure out how these things work because they are not from our world and we need to be able to defend ourselves. Or they want more money to drive the um, Cold War and the space race. And now they also want to make sure that the defense budget stays high with China, maybe? I don't know. 
But the but the the thing was we never have a problem getting oh. money to the defense. You know, it's always <laughs> good. the money's always there for that. No, but it's public support in that isn't what it has but been it, before. It doesn't need to be because the money the money will always be there. Not if uh, Bernie Sanders has his way. But he wasn't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but, but the thing is, look how more look is, how much more liberal you're, you're the Democratic that, Party is. What you're now saying is that yeah, but that's what I'm saying is they didn't need to do that then. The, the Not they didn't need to do it in the 70s and the 80s, but they had to do it in the 50s and the 60s. Why? The Cold War was starting and the space race. That's wh- that's why. But like. I guess I'm not following along about what did the money all of a sudden that they had no money at that point in time. No, it's not that they didn't have the money because they just had all that money. They got that all that money from World War One, right? Because the war brings money in. Right? Well, World War One was a, l- a long time ago. I don't know history very good. When was was the Cold War before World War Two? After the World Great War, II. yeah, in the 1910s. What? I'm talking what about World War Two. World oh. War Two. You said World War One. Well, and you seem very confused, so I changed it to World War Two. Oh, okay. Because I was like, "Oh, is that not right?" Oh, World War Two. I mean, I'm not good with history. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were. It's not that we didn't have money. It's that we had. It helps if the public supports what you're putting the money into. But also, with the amount of money that the government gets and the amount of uh, just availability that we have to understanding what they actually do with it, we don't under like we don't really know. They can tell us whatever the hell they want. We wouldn't know, you know. Especially in the fifties, and then when we don't have the internet to look up this stuff, we're just like living our lives, you know, tending to our our little gardens and going to work every single day. It's not like day they were gonna secretively but why launch not? rockets into space. Why not? Because we were. Well, that's what I'm saying. They didn't secretly do that, but they they announced that. But I'm saying that they. Why would they have to like make up aliens to do that? You know, Why I don't think they? they made them up, but I think they uh, were willing to lean into it. Lean into it, yes. Okay, I'm fine with that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't lean to it because there wasn't something there. You know, it doesn't. I'm just that, I'm just adding the skepticism. Yeah. To it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Kristen. I'm sorry. I have nothing to add to any of this. (laughs) All right. Let's just end the episode, guys. I believe in aliens. You guys don't. The end. Kristen said she did, and she was excited to talk about this, so I don't understand. I know, but a lot (laughs) of you guys, the stuff you're talking about, I don't know about. (laughs) Like... I don't know a lot about history. I don't know a lot of what you're saying, Jake. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm very so into it's the like, weed, I'm like, so um, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts to add about anything? I mean, I do. I just, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I just thought about it when we were watching it and wrote some stuff down. And I've thought about um, it a lot for my entire life. 
I don't know. I guess, like, I get what Alex is saying about how, like, they made UFOs a problem or something, whatever, because, like, throughout, like, looking in history and stuff, I don't remember seeing anything about UFOs being a big craze and stuff in the 50s or 40s, late 40s, early 50s. I don't know. You don't remember the Roswell crash or anything like that? I mean, I do, like, remember reading something about that, but I didn't know it was, like, such a big thing, you know? And the way this documentary made it seem that it was, like, all over the place and everybody was talking about it and all this stuff, but I never remember hearing about it in history and stuff. See, I remember learning about it in history class. I don't remember if it was just, like, like one glance over that they suddenly briefly mentioned it and it just, like, stuck in my brain uh, at some point in time. But I definitely but what they teach in school is definitely very um, altered. Like they don't teach real history in schools. Yeah, especially in middle school, high school stuff. It's very basic and yeah, definitely very um, structured. Yeah, I think part of the thing, um, I guess, for me and this entire concept and idea. Uh, is just the just the overall uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to best describe it other than um, in terms of conspiracy theories right quote unquote conspiracy theories I I think this UFOs is probably the most widely known widely believed in by most people who still believe that like this is a conspiracy theory even though like the u.s government has come out and said that these things are not from like any kind of creation of man that we are aware of our government russian government chinese government anything that we are aware of that we are able to make and they are definitely here uh we have evidence upon evidence upon evidence that we have according to the government of course you know but uh, to whatever that what, to whatever that means, um, but um, I don't know. It just seems so obvious an idea that like why does it have to be so controversial? I guess you know like it doesn't seem that crazy to me that there could be life in the universe and it happens to visit us. You know, I don't know. Um, I got a question. Yeah, what about like European governments? They have, like oh, they have intense, intense, uh, oh, God, what is his name? Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, they've got really in-depth um, uh, UFO, UFO uh, research, and um, uh, including uh, the British Prime Ministry has, like, researched uh, UFOs and UFPs. Every single, like, government in the world has studied them. Brazil has a huge thing, and they're extremely, extremely open with their UFO things. Uh, every single like document they've had from like the 40s, every single thing they've studied is open to the public, uh, including like videos and things of that nature that you can get and access and look at uh, and stuff like that. Um, and there's all sorts of. Uh, so you yeah, go ahead. Where where are these photos and videos in public discourse? I don't. I've never seen them on. Well, you gotta like anything. you gotta like look for because they're so because the way that the internet works, right? Uh, I just think. It, if there's if it's so sure, such a sure thing, like wouldn't that be more widely known as this phenomenon has gained more public? Yeah, 
and that's and that's the thing is and and that's kind of if you go into the UFO and like whatever communities the big thing is like disclosure how like when is the american like what not the american when are the people the humanity when are they ready and that's kind of been uh one of the big things that uh lou elizondo has been out is like the the plan like whatever that they're laying out is uh basically they he's kind of said that if they laid it all out they're just like straight out uh at once it would like i guess it wouldn't be at um accepted or like under like basically See, i feel like my own thought the way that it's being handled is just creating more skepticism like here's three video breadcrumbs well and i think that if they if they were to say okay here is here is six million items that we have or whatever it is you know here's four thousand videos we have here you go i don't like it would all just like go like it would just be there and be gone you know it wouldn't have any impact but a slow roll hey here's this hey now we understand that it's able to these things are able to rotate and as you can see in the gimbal video uh not only is it have some kind of aura around it where it's some kind of has some kind of uh gravitational uh disruption field around it which you can visibly see with the video um we have these devices that are able to uh know where we're supposed to go planned in our system that very very few people uh like three tops know where we're supposed to go to it knows where we're supposed to go to it's able to somehow know our intelligence before uh other people know it and it's able to do all these other things uh what were you gonna say go ahead i was just gonna ask you a different question oh okay do you want me to sure i don't know what i was even going what my point was gonna <laughs> be i don't know what the question i was answering was you get so excited i know um, calm down. It's because it's just so obvious to my brain. Because it's just like, like so nothing else in the real, like nothing else. There, the we talked on some of this stuff. The farmer photo of the yeah. UFO being right there. The guy in New Mexico who saw this landing that they've got footprints of and stuff mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, the the sheriff. The, Landing in Australia, the landing in Zimbabwe, the floating one in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um, we where are any photos of other examples of that? Like the only, well, I guess the, I'm confused, all these really like, really good situations where things are right there, we don't have photos of, or we have that grainy farmer photo. Do you know um do you know about the Arizona lights over Phoenix in the late over 90s? Phoenix? Yeah. Mhm. Okay, so that's a really high case that was not covered in this one that has tons and tons of video and tons and tons of photos, but it wasn't touched on this one cuz you know, it's kind of more well known. I think this documentary while showing the extremely well-known, hey, these are definitely 100% corroborated can't be explained we have no idea videos here's also some unknown cases that show exact same similarities but they're not as well documented but you should know about them type situations Um, and i think that's part of what this documentary was trying to do was it was trying to show you not only hey here's empirical evidence but here's some stuff that supports that evidence that isn't much well known but we have observers witnesses who have kept their story over 
decades, 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 and they have not wavered. And despite the fact that they have maybe even been like excommunicated from uh, communities that they were a part of, or jobs mm-hmm. where they were fired from because of this, or like they, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's just like, and I, I, why I would so like many they people take so have many a camera of, in their pocket yeah. back then? But it, don't you think it's weird? Like there were these very specific sightings that, but now everybody's got a camera in their pocket. It's not happening. Well, and I think that we now, I think that we now are so in our phones. We have these cameras. We have the world at our fingertips, but we're so focused on the freaking phone. We're not even looking up at the sky. Uh, one thing that Lou Elizondo talks about a lot is because he gets asked these kind of questions, you know, and he uh-huh. says that I think if people looked up and actually paid attention to what was happening around them, they would see a lot more than they even realize is happening. You know, you don't necessarily see the birds always going and eating the food, but they're definitely eating the food, you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that what I said to you, Alex, about putting too much clothes in the washer? <laughs> yeah. Like, and just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it doesn't ever happen or something. <laughs> and I said, look. Yeah, it's kind of like the idea. Have you ever seen a reindeer fly? Oh, God. <laughs> it's kind of like the idea of well, people I like, I haven't, <laughs> I, I never wear my seatbelt and I haven't died in a car crash yet. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't save your life. doesn't mean it won't. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But I th- see that. I see those odds in the op- opposite way. You know, does that, do you know, do you want me to explain what I mean by that? Oh, well, I think you're basically referring to the Fermi paradox again. Like, yes. Hey, yeah. 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 Uh, but, um, yeah, go ahead, Kristen. So while you guys are talking about that, sorry, I was looking up UFOs and stuff on my phone because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to. Know. They're not on your phone. <laughs> I wanted to throw something into this conversation. I need to know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I was, uh, I can't, dang it, I closed the window. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was something from, oh, shoot. I can't remember where I read it from. But it was about abductions, and I just scared myself so bad yeah. <laughs> reading that. There's some. Um... Reading that article because. They have, like, reports and, like, the autopsies of what happened, and it's just like, oh, my God. There's some crazy stuff that happens, and one thing that isn't brought up in this documentary (laughs) at all that has been going on for, like, hundreds and hundreds of years is cattle mutilations. And the thing about cattle mutilations is... Brian Danielson? Yeah, Brian Danielson. I don't get that reference. What? Oh, he has a submission hold that... They didn't call it this in the WWE, but in the Independence and AEW, it's called cattle mutilation. Oh, cool. Is it? What is it? He um, grabs their arms and um, does like a bridge over their head. I can, I'll look up a picture of it. Anyway, okay. you, you yeah. go on. Okay. So basically, oh, with- it's from history.com, the channel, historychannel.com. But it's this article is called The Dark Connection Between UFOs and Grizzly Mutilations. Mm. And it talks about like an Air Force sergeant being allegedly abducted and when they found him like he was like his body was like nude and mutilated and like his body was like drained of blood but it wasn't like in a normal way that you would die by loss of blood you know like Hmm. yeah it's freaky freaky yeah Yeah. okay yeah i know that one (laughs) 
I like that. Um, we got three thanks. different threads like going right here. We got a lot of threads <laughs> going on. Um, for abductions, one abduction case that's uh, very well known and it's got a lot of. Uh, Is it the one with um, Kate McKinnon? I don't know who. I don't. I don't know if it has anything <laughs> with Kate McKinnon. Nope. Yes, I do. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Paul Rudd also, you know, also abducted, I believe. <laughs> Oh as well God. as Jake Gyllenhaal, I can't remember. J- uh, uh, oh wait, wait. Um, Ryan, Gosling? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. And yeah, then there's there one with Liev Schreiber. Yep. <laughs> All very, very, very funny. Um, <laughs> but I was gonna say, uh, I think it's. I don't want to say. I think it's Peggy Hill, but that might not be correct. Hill is definitely the last name from um, um, King of the Hill. Alex. Oh no, it's not <laughs> King of the Hill. Maybe Peggy Hill is not the right I'm name. I'm just trying to uh, lighten things okay, up. Okay, but you're not like. like no, you like serious. interrupted him like twice no, that's good. I like, like it. the last minute. <laughs> that's fine. I like it. Uh, but the hill. But if you look up hill abduction, you should find it if you want to look at it later uh, or whatever. But it's really interesting, uh, and there's a lot of like evidence and stuff about it. Um, but that's really interesting. But cattle hey. mutilations. Go ahead. Go, no, you go. Okay, cattle mutilations. The thing that's so interesting interesting about cattle mutilations. There's a lot of stuff, but. There are like hundreds of thousands of reported and like studied by like veterinarians and you know people with animal all sorts of stuff about these abductions, uh, not abductions, uh, cattle mutilations where these cattle are uh, found and sometimes they have not decomposed uh, like regularly they should, but also they are sometimes um, have they have surgical wounds like precise that could be only performed with like scalpels and shit like that and uh they're missing only specific organs uh somewhere they have been like drained of all their blood completely somewhere uh they are uh seen fine on the inside on the outside but you open them up and they're missing certain things uh all of a sudden and they're just dead for no reason and like animals won't come and eat them and they won't like just like dissolve into the earth like they're supposed to naturally uh decompose rather not dissolve uh, and there's like hundreds of thousands of these things, and there has never been in the history of like whatever, and you can prove me wrong if you want to, anybody caught or arrested or even suspected of doing anything of this nature. And things, and something that's really, really interesting about cattle is that cattle are the most, they are the most uh, popular species on this entire planet, and. They are not genetically natural because we've altered their DNA uh, as we've gone. So they're not only the most populous animal on the planet, more populous besides than we insects are. and stuff. Yeah, besides insects and things okay. that are tiny, things that are large mammals. You know, like butts. Uh, things that are butts. Things that have butts. <laughs> things that take giant ass shits. Um, but they're also genetically like mutated. You know, which I think is interesting. Uh, and it's these things that get these abduct and these and there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of cases of cattle mutilations, uh, going back hundreds what of years. What about chupacabras? That's like unexplained too. I don't mean like that. Are you talking about chupacabra? But like, what happens to the goats? Are you talking about? You're talking about Nick Kroll, aren't you? No, I'm talking about real chupacabras. <laughs> Supposedly, they're like goat sucker animals and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but um. 
I don't believe in those, but there's weird things that happen to goats where all their blood is sucked out of them. Yeah, it's super weird. We're that, freaking Kristen. me out, so let's uh, change the subject. <laughs> See, this is stuff that I'm super interested in. I'm interested I'm in starting to stuff. panic. There's also a lot of, uh, <laughs> if you look into it, uh, like with Native American culture, there's a lot of <laughs> stories oh, with... Oh, yeah. Don't like talk, talk about, about things that. like Skinwalkers and not Shut only up. that, but like... Uh, Kristen said her dad said that he saw hey, a skinwalker. No, I don't want to talk about that. I'm freaking myself out. <laughs> Stop. It was like they were in their hotel, right? And he like it knocked on the door or something. Did it scream? Have you have you guys been on Skinwalker Talk? I've been on Skinwalker. How talk about for you? A while. Stop talking about that, okay? It's not. It's nighttime. Stop. Do you guys want like, me to tell you about the hitchhiker you're, theory you're that they talk in about in the oh my God, Skinwalker book that I read? Out. Stop. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, what do you guys think yeah. about um, the idea and the concept that they discussed in the documentary about UFOs being interested in nuclear devices or nuclear that energy? That freaked me out. So like, here's my other thought that's separate from even UFOs, if mm-hmm. you don't mind me yeah, go indulging for, for a second. Um how has there never been an accidental nuclear explosion yeah, that's in crazy, one of our right? silos in our country? Never that's once so a single crazy. accident. Yeah. I remember listening to a This American Life where there was almost one because of something stupid that they did. And I think it was in Arkansas. Mm. Um, but they fixed it. But it almost was. Wow. But it's just crazy that it has never actually yeah. happened. So what do you think about like not only cases, not only the... Um, the reports that it happened in multiple nuclear bases in the United States, but also in uh, in the in Russia, the Soviet Union, or whatever it was called then. Wait, did you guys hear about that one with like um, John Travolta was trying to take a nuclear warhead and do something with? I can't remember, and then. Christian Slater was trying to stop it, and... Are you talking about that time that Robert Downey Jr. like flew one up into space? No! The one I'm talking about is called Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, no, I've not heard of that one. Yeah, I have not heard um, of that either. That's I a, know it's actually a real thing. It's a real thing, a bro- like what they call a nuclear accident. It's called the it's, Broken Arrow? Yeah, it's called Broken Arrows. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have answers. You know, yeah, the, well, and that's the thing is... I don't know if it necessarily you should have answers, but does it make you question or think at all? Like, I think it's interesting that there's a correlation because even in the the 2004 Nimitz case, which was that Tic Tac one uh, that they were talking about, where uh, Colonel Fravor, who by the way is a Top Gun pilot, he was trained in the Top Gun uh, with training Tom Cruise with Tom Cruise, no, uh, but with the actual <laughs> Top Gun like training thing. Um, Val Kilmer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, wasn't there a podcast of Gorley and Rust or yeah, they Freedom were talking about something? They're like, he calls himself Maverick. Yeah. Who calls themselves? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Sorry, I just want to okay, jump continue. on. I just want to jump on a couch like Tom Cruise does. I just watched Eyes Wide Shut, and that's probably uh, has Tom Cruise in it. Maybe it probably has a minute. Maybe. Oh I watched TMNT and it does not have a minute. I was disappointed. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say know, was even you the, know what? Yeah, go ahead. This movie. Oh wait, I I remember I was going to say something. Yeah. As skeptical as I am, I am just like 
the X-Files, okay? I want to believe. You're a Scully. See, I feel like you don't want to believe. <laughs> I feel like you try hard not to believe. <laughs> My thing is I need proof. I feel like the proof is out there. You just got to open your mind And I feel like the proof it. is all skeptical proof. I think like, th- I think the three I videos. Proof there's a T-shirt okay. in here. I think Why the three is there videos no proof that there's an alien somewhere. I think that the three videos in itself that the New York Times like released. I think that's proof enough because they're able to do so things that we. They're that, all. Like, those are all proof of things that they say that they can't explain. That, that they don't fits, mean like, anything don't, to me. They don't make sense to our understanding of how physics work. Like our understanding of how physics and the universe works, they defy those. Where, is the okay. I agree. We don't know how to explain that. But um, how come there's not any proof for the layman around this stuff? It's always military. Well, because I think it's something that we don't understand. And so who who are the people that, like, develop our technology? But I don't understand and, like, uh, an alien uh, landing over there. But what would that mean for you as a person? I don't know. Maybe we could, you know, start a relationship. And but I think that's I think that's part of what the government is like. Okay, hey, if <laughs> if there's alien life, what if we start marrying them? Okay, and we can't have that. <laughs> but like, what if there's like, okay, why are we gonna listen to our government when there's freaking galaxies out there and space forces? Why should I listen to this government telling me I can't buy cigarettes? You know, I don't know. I think it could cause what? some kind of like questioning of any kind of like world uh like control or whatever you want to call government wouldn't it wouldn't it so wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if we <laughs> I, I wanted to pick 50 first dates for this movie by the way but you guys had seen that you know <laughs> sorry now i'm thinking about 50 first dates <laughs> you know what, what he forgets his memory no that's oh my god <laughs> what were we just talking about? Fifty first dates. Oh, so you know what the Cold War? What was so good about the Cold War? How cold it was. The jackets. How? <laughs> <laughs> how united we were as as a country. Like we we had one common enemy. Get behind Kennedy. We would get behind Nixon. Yeah. We would. Um you know, handle those things as a country. And once the cold war ended, we had a little bit lift around that around nine 11, but otherwise we have not had that. And we've just became like, I think if we had aliens, it would bring the world together unite against them. See, and I kind of think that too. And there's been, uh, there has been like some kind of, I saw Mars attacks Wind Mars attacks. Yeah. I've seen that. I don't want that to happen. What's that? What's that one game called? Uh, with the aliens, Space Invader. Play? Space Invader. I don't sure. know. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I feel like we used to play it where they and we used to like have to shoot the cows and we. Oh, oh Mars Attacks. Destroy all humans. Destroy all humans. Oh yeah, Mars destroy Attacks is the movie I was just talking. Yeah, about. destroy all humans God. is the one. <laughs> I like Mars Attacks though. <laughs> That's a fun movie. Oh, gosh. Well, and and part of me, and here's the thing that part of me thinks is. That aliens and UFOs, whatever this this shit, whatever it is, you know, I don't think it's as interesting as we all think it is. What if you know? it's just Santa Claus? 
because they caught him on radar and yeah, and they heard go. that song that, playing. Yeah, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bell rock. I just put something <laughs> in my sockets made of pennies. I'm gonna hit you and beat you and steal your wallet. Whoa. <laughs> He's fallen hard times. He needs the cash. So I have some thoughts on this movie. Okay. Dr. J. Allen Hyrek. He looks evil with that pipe. He's like, you mean Hynek? Sure. I, is that supposed to be an N? Yes. I Hy- don't know. Nobody can read your handwriting. Hynek. <laughs> Yes, I did not. I wrote down. Da- I wrote down that there are a couple of a uh, couple of people in here who not only do they seem creepy and evil, but they put some music under them that just like it's like these guys are up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> and then this Dr. J. Allen Hynek, he's on Between Two Ferns. I did, could not believe that. Oh my god! <laughs> Is he? <laughs> well, he's on a talk show, and there's a bunch of ferns behind him. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then Mike Wallace is just smoking parliaments on TV. That's so crazy. That's not that's how we. That's how we. That's how we do it. Um, then you have these stories of these. So the one guy's like, I saw this saucer. I flew above it. It was propel propulsion, but I saw no exhaust, nothing. And then you have this other landing, and the guy's like, I saw fire from beneath it. As he said, he felt heat. Well, he's he said, said he fire. felt he said he felt heat, and they he's, said that there it's, was. He said he said fire because it's something that we don't know, but we associate it with heat with fire. Well, he saw some. What else is he supposed to call it if it's something else and we don't even know what it is? Yeah, similar to how the uh, Romans said there were burning shields in the sky as it followed them from campsite to campsite. Yeah, and Leo got attacked by a bear. That's the revenant. That's different. Oh, okay. Um, but it just uh, competes against each other. Um, fuselage. That's a cool word. Fuselage. Fuselage. Like uh, what's that? Th- a lozenge. 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 That is a cool word too. <laughs> you guys have any lozenges? Um, Any Kristen other cool words you got? When they were like, the Air Force has ended public investigations. Chris is like, public, public investigations. investigations. Yeah, they've they've been studying. And I wrote that down. They've been studying uh, UFOs or UAPs in some capacity the entire time. Whether it's through Project Blue Book, whether it's uh, through things like uh, Project uh, Stargate, whether it's through things like... Um, a tip or uh, the even the other one that they had named. Oh my gosh, I came with the acronym now. But there's another acronym. It's Project One Runway. That's one. That's one. You know, there's yeah. a lot of projects, and they all have lots of money going to them, and they all are studying the same thing because they don't understand. And one thing that's really Project interesting. Project Runway. <laughs> yeah, Kristen's got a good one. I'm glad you got that one, Alex. Thank God. I was like it looking it up. I was like, I don't remember <laughs> that. And when I looked up Project Runway, it was That's the so TV funny. Show. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. Good job, Kristen. Oh, God. <laughs> you didn't see uh, Heidi Klum show up, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I like Tim Gunn. He says, Tim make Gunn. it work. Oh, good. <laughs> um, 
<coughs> very recently, it was just announced that a Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, is that what it's called? Makeover with them. What's that t- show called? Um, Queer Eye, yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, uh, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be using Warby Parker for like one of their m- recent new episodes. Whoa. That Whoa. Cool. That's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It was cool. Um, we can wrap up if you guys want to. No, I have more thoughts. Okay. Uh, how does somebody get the nickname Ike? Ike. Yeah. Ike? No. Like yeah. I-K-E? Yeah. That's a name. Yeah, no, it's like somebody's a real name. No, it's a name because like Ike Turner. Well, yeah, but there's there's somebody on this. His nickname was Ike, and then Dwight Eisenhower was called Ike. Um, I just want, I just want to be called Ike. Dwight. You want to be called Ike? No. Mm-hmm. I can call you a dyke. No thanks. Oh, okay. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need one. Don't call her. Um. <laughs> I want to watch Starman. I wrote that down. Oh, okay. This movie made me want to watch Starman. Have I you ever seen that? I have not seen that. Oh, it's good. It's a John Carpenter movie, and it has Jeff Bridges as an alien. Okay. Who um, uh, has an advanced species and stuff like that. And he's, like, stranded here, kind of E.T. It's like E.T. for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not seen E.T. Oh, you should watch that too. Um, then there was that press conference those guys were giving. Um, yeah, where were they giving that what, press conference? I talked about the uh, the one at the from twenty ten at the. Uh, let's see, where am I at here? My thing looks like it says. National I'm just Press to figure Club. Out what this press conference was? Basically, was it was. By that. Basically, it was. Uh, there was a bunch of declassified documents uh, that had come forth uh, that were declassified through, you know, Time slash Freedom of Information Acts. And basically, these were press conferences uh, with testimonies from the people who had done the reports slash were involved in the reports, basically coming clean about lying the entire time. Hmm. About lying about. Roswell and all that shit. Um, yeah. No, this do you was, think they? Do you this think was about, they have? Uh, this was actually. I'm so sorry. This was actually more about the because this was in the outside intervention. This is about the nuclear weapons. This is where all the declassified information came out. Yeah, they were talking about that. They're talking about how they all of the okay. I have uh, uh, declassified documents, testimony about invasive phenomenon at nuclear sites uh, where UFOs flew and disabled uh, nuclear weapons, um, including uh, 10 nuclear warheads at one time that they had, decla- that they had uh, deactivated at one time. Um, so th- this didn't look like a government press conference, right? This it was at like the, it was at, it was in DC and it was the national, it was the national press club is what it was in 2010 in mm. DC. It seemed what that, what that means. It seemed weird to me. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. I don't know. Um, how come they skipped over the seventies and eighties so much? Nothing going on there, or just because the government didn't release anything during that? Well, there was there wasn't really anything released, you know. So there was no ongoing investigations by the government at that point in time. So nothing to investigate, nothing to put out, because uh, nothing's been 
declassified necessarily. Or all the aliens were high dirt from the 60s. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right, Kristen? High on their own supply. Oh, God. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Russia came down in the 90s, um, and now Putin's fucked up Russia even worse yeah. than it was. And this was is where uh, they before. briefly introduced George Knapp, who I don't know if you know who George Knapp is, but George Knapp is. That uh, was that guy who fell asleep, right? No, it's not. Oh. It's, uh, he's this guy who, he, uh, do you know who Bob Lazar is? Yeah, Baba Booey. Baba Booey Lazar. Uh-huh. Uh, well, Bob, Bob Lazar, anyway, he, uh. Bob Lazar. Balthazar. <laughs> what? You guys about Alf? What? Balthazar. Balthazar. No, I don't know who that is. Anyway, oh, okay. George Knapp what, is a, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, I believe Pulitzer Prize winning. Or maybe some kind of award-winning journalist, and basically he got roped into uh, covering UFOs his entire career because he met Bob Lazar and uh, basically started investigating Bob Lazar and through investigation decided that Bob Lazar was telling the truth basically about everything he said and he Bob Lazar's story is essentially that he worked uh, at a site called S Four which is near Area Fifty One where. Uh, he worked to reverse engineer aircraft or uh, flying saucers, of which they had um, nine of. He worked on one with a with a partner. Essentially, blah 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 blah. You can look it up if you want to uh, and do your own research on that um, case. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but basically, this is where they introduced George Knapp because George Knapp was going to uh, Russia and interviewing uh, like people in russia about incidents as well as like uh russian military people about did you incidents. hear that one what that one russian guy said he said in soviet russia uh ufo oh wait damn it I ufo abduct you, <laughs> you <laughs> i was gonna say UFO? that but it should be the other way around yeah you, in soviet russia you abduct ufo you're an idiot sucking up your anus um, really quick, you mentioned Area 51. Yeah. Kristen and I have actually been to Area 15. Whoa. And we saw some crazy shit there, too. Whoa. Like a rat? No, but there was just some really... There was this uh, grocery store. There was some fucked up stuff going on there. Oh, man. Like kissing? Like kissing of ingredients? <laughs> and supplies? No, but like just... There was like a, a interdimensional stuff, right? Like the CEO of the corporation had been taken into the other dimension. Do you remember this, right, Kristen? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, you were there with me. We were Just investigating kidding. it. Uh, yes, I know. We actually worked there for a day <laughs> at this grocery store. We were employees. And we like walked through this like freezer, but in the inside of the freezer, it was actually like a pathway. Yeah, like a, they had some secret shit in there. <laughs> what are you guys talking What are you talking about? Then they had a cool arcade there that had a bunch of pinball machines. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And like old like video games. They had a, a zip line, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I remember that. This is at Omega Mart. At Area 15 <laughs> okay. in Las Vegas. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was lost and confused, <laughs> and I did not know what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Roswell. Yes, Roswell. What are you, what are your thoughts? Roswell's really interesting. Uh, you know, there's a. Do you, be- do you believe they have a spacecraft, and or alien specimens? Yes. Yes. There was a there was a, a spacecraft, and then four bodies recovered. Haven't you seen Independence Day? Hello. <laughs> I wrote Independence Day plot question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> they also talk uh, about this is above top secret. <laughs> yeah. Well, because apparently uh, Bill Clinton couldn't find any information. Um, yeah, the debris field for Roswell, uh, which they've like, had, there's so much documentation and so much about it. Just like that doesn't make sen- any sense for a weather balloon, like you guys are talking about. Twelve hundred yards of debris. Why? Football fields. Why do we get these radar videos released, but we don't get anything about this released? Well, that's what I'm saying. Because this is so, like stuff like, they ashamed. don't want to release. Yeah. Like, like, how are they gonna say? Oh, by the way, we've had a UFO, multiple UFOs in in our possession for. Oh, by the way, fucking seventy years, people. <laughs> it's been long enough. I think people would understand. Especially Trump, he that we've been put lying. It out. For, but he the thing, was the and, one who could have, and that's what the whole thing about above top class. Because if you get some kind of crazy president like Donald Trump in, and they just give all the information to them, no, I think tr- that tr- that would have been smart for Trump. I think he would have got. But that's what I'm saying is they they make it so that way the candidates can't like above top secret is what they said, right? So not everybody can just like know when release. Yeah, but there's not a whistleblower who's gonna leak that. Nothing has been leaked on that. I mean, people have come out and said stuff, and even the people that were part of this uh, part of this documentary who were there at Roswell have ca- like came out and said they leaked yeah, their we words, lied, and they said we still... lied about it back then. We covered it up back then. I'm coming out now in my old age, telling you the truth. Like, I what saw else something you, on eight. What else do you ABC want them to do about Roswell? Yeah, and uh, I saw shown th- pictures of alien bodies. I saw an episode of Futurama where uh, Roswell that ends well is what it was called. They go back to um, Roswell. But here's what I wrote. Yeah. Roswell seems dumb. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Roswell uh, Roswell was definitely made into a joke after uh, the way it was covered. I think that when you actually like, like look into it and look at all the reports that were made, not only then, but like through investigation since, <coughs> everything just points to like evident, like um, re- witnesses well, I that lived in the community. Kiss. Uh-huh. Why? Keep it Keep short, it simple. Simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Well, they kept it simple. Hey, it's a weather balloon. That's it. We're sticking to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Look at Roswell's seal. That's what like I'm saying. City. Yeah. Like. That's what we I'm saying. It. They get all sorts of publicity from that. That's already cool. coming. It's got a little green alien on it. It's cool. I think. Uh, I think. I think. I think it makes complete sense. And the fact that they made it such a joke and so unbelievable, like no way it would ever be believed. Why would you know? It just. I don't know. Um. Okay. Here's my next note. Unless okay. you got something else to add about Roswell. Uh, yeah. My last note on Roswell was just like that the colonel in general admit to making up the cover up. 
Um, then we talk about that guy who talks about the Tic Tac thing. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that is David Fravor. He is, and he's so there was a separate Tic Tac thing, and then there was a big white thing underwater. So basically, there was uh, a Tic Tac, and as it went down, the water was basically like it was like something. There was something that was below making, the surface. Below the right? surface, that was making the water like. Basically, bubble up. Like basically, the theory of is basically that this object was like refueling or something. So, um, what what happened to that thing? There's not the, they well, they go they talk had, about the TikTok well, and then they they're like, oh, the TikTok flew over there, but they never mention the thing under the water again. Yeah. So uh, another thing they don't mention is the fact that they have um, fleets of these objects on radar uh, falling from eighty thousand feet. Uh, and coming down, and not one, but fleets of them. Like uh, I think it's more than thirty uh, at one time that they have on radar at the exact same time that this is happening. Uh, that they don't talk about and then talk about it at all either. But Fraser, this is like that movie, The Abyss. We got The Abyss and Independence Day going on. I don't know that. I don't know Abyss. I've seen Independence oh. Day. I know the wrestler Abyss. The Abyss. It's a James Cameron movie where they work on this underwater. Um, oil rig, mm-hmm. and they get trapped down there. Um, and then they go out to try to g- get a, an escape plan or something. Yeah. And he stumbles across this alien thing. Interesting. And he convinces them to lift up their spacecraft or something like that. I don't. It was um. They have never remastered it, so it was really bad quality. Oh, dang, that sucks. Yeah. But it was an interesting movie. It was just kind of slow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the the Fravor case, one of the other things that's so interesting about that is the, the cat point, which um, one thing that I thought... Did, but yeah, the ahead. thing under the water, did they never went to look for that? Um, basically, I, I can't remember... Off the top of my head, I'll be honest, I didn't pay uh, a super ton of... That wasn't a super interesting thing to me about what happened. Um, (coughs) I guess it is interesting. Uh, Part of what I was thinking was that it was causing some kind of disturbance to the water. Um, I guess more so than there's something underneath there. There might have been something underneath there. Yeah, they said something beneath the surface. And the image they showed was like this long white thing and then the tic tac flying around it oh okay yeah mm-hmm. uh I'll, I'll, I'll i can look into it a little more and get back to you and see if i can find anything about that i can't remember anything off the top of my head though about okay. about what's under the water yeah because it seemed like it just seemed weird to me they're like oh let's chase this tic tac thing down that's flying all over the place but they just uh, left this <laughs> giant white thing beneath the surface alone well that, i think uh really weird one me thing out. that they discuss is because they're with the nimmons battle group which basically the Nimmons is a nuclear-powered battleship, okay? So mm-hmm. it's powered by nuclear energy, and they have submarines as well as F-18s. It's it's the battle force. It's our highest. It's so level stupid defense. how we abandoned nuclear energy as a country. That should be, that's sustainable energy. It's green energy. Stupid. I, interesting. You don't agree. I think there's, I think we have a thing called the sun that produces enough energy in a second to power us for five hundred thousand years if we were able to uh, 
get the energy if we were able to uh, actually harness that energy. So I think there's a lot yeah, of energy out there. Yeah, but we can harness but, nuclear energy. But we and we could harness energy from the sun if we just figured out how. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> well, we know how to harness the <laughs> nuclear energy, Jacob. <laughs> nuclear energy is bad for us. How? What we you know about? how to. Have you heard of Hiroshima, Alex? Have you heard about? Yes. Chernobyl. We were just talking about how there's never been an accidental nuclear bomb. Nuclear energy is safe. Nuclear radiation? Come on. It's safe. It gets a bad rap. Look it up. You look up that. I'll look up. Uh, I'm going to look up. Barney is and Betty Hill abduction. energy bad? <laughs> um, what should the listeners Google? L- Google hey. Harry Reid <clears throat> and read about how great of a senator he was. This is from Greenpeace.org. It says nuclear energy has no place in a safe, clean, sustainable future. Boom. Nuclear energy is both expensive and dangerous. And just because nuclear pollution is invisible doesn't mean it's clean. Who is this now? Greenpeace.org. I'm going to look Greenpeace.org up. What? Do you think I'm making this up? I don't even understand nuclear energy. <laughs> no, Why would I say that? <laughs> nuclear energy is good. Bill Gates, nuclear power will absolutely be politically acceptable again. It's safer than oil, coal, and natural gas. It has a bad reputation. I don't necessarily disagree that it's, that it's, uh, that it's like horrible and terrible like that's the worst possible thing or anything like that but i think there's alternatives that are naturally occurring that are better and actually could provide more energy than nuclear could i just think i mean i, think I don't like think nuclear solar needs to be power? our end game but it could be you know our now what we need to do is we need to figure out how to store power because if we could store power we could get it off batteries. Yeah, that's what we need. Okay, so I found this article from energy.gov. It's from uh, the Office of Nuclear Energy. You guys want to know something super interesting? Do you know that mm. the Department of Energy, you cannot uh, you cannot request freedom of information through the Department of Energy? That's stupid. Oh, that's that's you dumb. can do it for the Department of Defense and all that stuff. Which why all like a lot of conspiracy theories are like, okay, all the UFO stuff is all under energy. They're trying to figure out how to get the energy, which is why you can't ever get any information on it because it's all to them. So go ahead, Kristen. That's interesting. Um, so this is a typical 1,000 megawatt nuclear facility in the United States needs a little more than one square mile to operate. Um, wind farms require 360 times more land area to produce the same amount of electricity and solar photovoltaic plants require 75 times more space. So, like, their uh, land footprint would be a lot bigger or a lot smaller of nuclear energy. Yeah. So, it, to, put in that, to put that in perspective, you would need more than 3 million solar panels to produce the same amount of power as a typical commercial reactor or more than 430 wind turbines. 
Yeah, nuclear energy, you don't have emissions. Um, you always see the pictures of the Visible smoke emissions. coming. Yeah. Um, and that's just water vapor. Nuclear is a zero emission clean energy source. It generates power through fission, mm-hmm. which nuclear is the fission. process of splitting, splitting uranium energy. atoms yeah. to produce energy. The heat released by fission is used to create steam that spins a turbine to generate electricity without the harmful byproducts emitted by fossil fuels. Wow, I am learning so much <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but but nuclear energy still like uh, emits like low forms of radiation, whether they are deemed as har- harmful or not. Uh, they still release some kind of radiation. And do we really know the long-term effect of that? Well, I, we've had <laughs> nuclear plants for a long time. Yeah, and they don't they don't cause any. Do you know? Uh, do you know? What I mean, Dyson if we had a Chernobyl, yeah, that would, would be terrible. But um, I saw another another article that said that that would be a big like security risk because they'd be targets for terrorist attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, we already have nuclear silos all over, too. Yeah. We got so many nukes. So much nuclear shit hanging around. Um, Harry Reid. He's a great senator. He's a great Senate majority leader. He did a lot of good things for this country. And he was a, a Democratic Mormon from Nevada. And he, uh, his last things that he wanted to do as a person were to get UAPs and UFOs in the front eye and get it unclassified and all the information out to the people. And I wish he was still the Senate Majority Leader. Most of the evidence we haven't seen. Most of the stuff we haven't seen. The good stuff we haven't seen. I've seen I've seen Good Burger. Good Burger? With the TV mm-hmm. show? N- the movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, where is Tom DeLonge? Yeah, That's so what Tom I wrote DeLonge. Down. Where oh, is he yeah. at? So I was it's super interesting. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> Tom DeLonge uh, was uh, one of the founding members of uh, Blink-182, Blink-182 oh. as well as an organization <laughs> called uh, Academy to the Stars. Uh, and basically Academy to the Stars was an organization that the idea behind the organization was to get uh, further clarity uh, communication as well as understanding of uh, the UAP phenomenon and uh, overall get like declosure, or not declosure, like um, openness essentially. And they were able to get uh, a lot of high level officials, including Chris Mellon, uh, who was in the documentary, as well as uh, Luis Elizondo and uh, other members uh, of high up in organizations and high-ranking officials in uh, um, the government. Um, and basically, uh, they worked to get the those videos released. And since then, I'm not sure why he wasn't in the documentary, but Tom DeLonge uh, has uh, kind of parted ways with Lou Elizondo a little bit. And they are uh, a couple interesting, interesting things that Academy of the Stars has done. Um they are focusing more on like a uh, media outlook um, in terms of mm-hmm. the UAP phenomenon. How do we 
get this to the people? How do we get it understandable? How do we uh, teach and learn, et cetera, and so forth? But also, and I am uh, 99% sure they're still involved with this, uh, but they signed a contract with the U.S. Army to uh, have materials um, that they have from unknown origin and like unknown abilities uh, to be uh, used by the <laughs> American Army as basically uh, material to like help with like de- detection of like uh, how to avoid detection and uh, basically stronger things. So basically uh, the theory and the idea is they had the same medals that Jacques Vallée had, right? They had some of those, and they are now they have a contract with the U.S. Army to use those materials. Wouldn't it be cool if they made spaceships with wood? They want space force. Spaceships with, made of wood. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the movie Soul, Alex? Is that what you're talking about? Or the like soul, like going to the like the soul universe with those old boats. Yeah. What, um, space what like do you that? think about the um, new UFO department thing in the Pentagon? How do you feel about that? What are you talking about, the new one? There's not the, a new they, one. It's been going yeah, they established a new office, <clears throat> signed in, into law just before the new year to study UAP. Yeah, but it's a, it's just a continuation of what they previously had. They just gave it a new name. Um, well, that they have a public office now. Yeah, it's it's awesome because it's like it's allowing a a channel in which everything can be directed to, and we can actually like finally get a database. And one of the things that the uh, the A tip because um, they got twenty two million dollars, right? The A-tip. Just the A tip. It's just the dip. Just the A tip. I like that. That's good. That should be the show description. Just the A tip. Um, <laughs> But uh, one of the things that they a lot of that like the twenty two million dollars went to um, was trying to uh, start and develop a basically a database for uh, encounters and um, things of that nature, as well as including uh, satellite data, so things that are coming into the atmosphere as well as things that are exiting the atmosphere, which is very interesting. Hmm. What did you, you think about the astronaut uh, Gordon Cooper Gordon? What is what was his name? Yeah, what Cooper you Gordon. About, what do you think about his testimony and his uh, stories? Not only I the what he said. Oh well, he had so he had two stories. He had um, he had a story of uh, when he was training to be a uh, a pilot. Um, uh-huh. When he was uh, doing that, they had. There was some kind of something that entered the app, not something that entered their airspace that hit the radars that they didn't know, and so they like chased it and whatnot, and then it like zoomed out and all that kind of stuff. And they had a second story where uh, when he was at a, a base, they there was something that landed, and they went and actually filmed it, and then uh, some people like the Men in Black or whatever they oh, called took him his and film took away. his film, and he never saw it again, basically. And Henry Reed or Harry Reed was even like. They talked about it with Harry Reid, and he was like, let me guess he never saw the footage again. And, you know, and just, like, obvious things. Googling derealization, hating, hating what, what you, you find. find. Um, who's UFO Jim? 
Man, you can't credit a guy as UFO Jim and then not give us the goods on that. Come on. What? You didn't see that in the credits? No, I missed it that. It said some guy and then it said AKA UFO Jim. Oh, man, I missed that. I don't know who he was. <laughs> well, you know the whole idea behind uh, the U.S. government calling them UAPs instead of UFOs, right? Um, to destigmatize it? Yeah, to destigmatize it. Exactly, because there's so much stigma around UFO that nobody will ever take it seriously. So now that they are like, and that's that's one of the things that's so interesting to me is they're like, okay, they're trying to get it legitimate because they were trying to get it not legitimate for so long. Now they are. It's just, it's interesting. I, th- I, I have a different view of it. Um, not yeah. that, not their intention, just the way I, th- I view it. Um, UAP sounds like they're trying to j- jerk off the idea <laughs> instead of just come on, they're UFOs. Yeah. Let's, just, let's call it what it is. Yeah. I can see that. But I also see like anybody who mentions words, uh, UFO, everyone's just like, oh, you know, immediately rolls their eyes. Like I saw a UFO once. Did you? But that's just because I didn't know what birds were. Oh my gosh. Hey-o. Hey-o. Waka waka. Badoons. I like it. Mom had a UFO story once. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Hello? You do? (laughs) What? I remember her telling us about that. Do you? About Uh the cigar-shaped UFO? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so many. If you if you look at the like the there's there's some different shaped like. Can you tell this story? I don't have. I don't know. I don't know very well unless she other than she saw it. Oh, that's all I remember too. Yeah, that's all I remember. I remember that, that she described the shape of it. I remember that she said that it was. Uh, she said it was. I think she said it was like eighty feet or something like that. And I don't know if that's accurate, but that's. Did what I ever she tell you me. about the time? Um. We lived where dad lives and I went outside and it was night and I saw a green light Uh in the sky and it it was just like a flash, like an airplane flash. And then I, I saw it on the horizon the next second and then it was gone. See, and then that didn't make you think, Oh, what was that? Or no, I just thought I was seeing things. Man. And, and that's one of the things that I think is so interesting is, uh, one of the like that quote that Lou said and I mentioned it is like if you look up like there's so much happening that you probably don't even notice and he and one of the things that he talks about a lot and it just makes me feel like he's telling the truth is he talks a lot about native culture and he lives in Montana oh yeah let's talk about that okay well and he and he talks a lot about how they have these uh, basically they have this. Uh, deep connection with like the earth and how everything works together and their idea of these UAPs or whatever, according to him and his relationship with them is uh, that they're kind of like these things that have existed with the world and they're like, they just exist and we don't, they've always existed and they have no correlation to us or whatever, you know, anything. They're just kind of things that happen and it's kind of one with whatever. And it's only weird because uh, we've never liked, just accepted never it. Liked we oh. Never liked them. We never liked them. We always thought they were ugly. I don't know exactly what it is, but basically, it's like 
like okay we we never we thought we might think an eclipse is weird because we never see it i don't know <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Kristen, do you have any UFO stories? Um, or UAPs or USBs? USOs, unidentified submersible object. What's those things called? The um, girls get in their arm. Uh, birth control. And yeah, what's I, it called? Or IUDs, what UIDs. An IED? An IUD? An IED? What? An LED TV? Are they going to a UH... What is that called? UHF? UHF? UCB is what I was thinking. I don't have any UFO stories. I saw a UFO the other day. Kind of recently, last year. Got on video and everything. Well, I mean, last year was only a few days ago. Yeah, but it was like it was like August or something of last year. But I saw this was that huge that video you sent me. Yeah, it was crazy because it was this crazy bright light, and I'm I like to look up at the stars. I have like the little sky life thing where I can open up my app and see what stars are near, whether it's a planet, and whatnot. Get off your phone, man! Get off your look phone. Look at the sky. Uh, so I was looking at the sky. And at the constellations, and you know what I'm gonna do after this. Eat Chinese food with those chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, go look at the sky. Good idea. Oh God. Um, and so I'm usually I didn't use these chopsticks, by the way. <laughs> I just like, hung on to them because I like playing with them. Okay. I didn't use this condom either. I just like to hold on to it and play with it. Okay, Alex. Um. But basically, there's this huge light in the sky that I was like, okay, it's very bright. It's way too bright to be a star. What time was it? It was like 647. The sun had set relatively recently. I it thought you were going to say the sun was still in the sky. I was like, well, Jacob, that's the sun. <laughs> that's the sun. <laughs> it was very bright. It was going down towards the horizon. I couldn't figure out what was happening. <laughs> the sky was changing to pink to orange. Um, and... I pulled up my my Skylife <laughs> app because I was like, okay, what's, what planet is this? Because it's way too bright to be a star. Nothing showed up. You know, it wasn't a star. It wasn't a planet. And so I just started watching it for a while. Then I noticed that it was starting to kind of move kind of just across the horizon. And uh, it wasn't blinking or anything. It was just kind of very, very, very bright. And I pulled up my camera to, you know, get it. And I recorded it. And I zoomed in as far as I could. And you could see, like, these precise, perfect circle rings. Uh, and it was very strange, and um, as I recorded it, it got closer and closer, and um, eventually it went directly over my house, right? And it was just kind of this bright light that went over my house, and I thought, okay, it's got to be an airplane because nothing else is going to fly this close to my house, and it's got to be an airplane. And then uh, I looked at, like, the flight track radar uh, the next day, which has, you know, anything that has response systems or sends out anything that would be tracked by a radar, and there's nothing... uh, within like the five mile radius or whatever it was uh within the full hour that i was yeah. out there and it went directly over my house so it was it was very strange could it have been a satellite but it was it was low like i could see like it went over my house like it didn't go like near my house in the same atmospheric range it was directly over my house like okay um anything else note wise you guys had it for the film 
No. Uh, the last, no, last thing I wrote down really. was... The last thing I wrote down was that they had a call to action at the end, contact your representative, and demand full transparency, which I felt like, you know, f- was a great call to action. Because it was like, okay... My representatives don't give a shit what I say. True. They don't. Your representative sucks. As do mine. But uh, I, I like that the call <laughs> to action wasn't like... Hey, you know, there's little green men. Go figure go out. Go look in the sky. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> hey, demand, go, demand. Go look at the sky. <laughs> demand that the government be open and release what they are. No, you know, it wasn't like, hey, you know, just give release what you already know. You know, and what's the harm in that? And I like that. The more yeah. information we have, the better. If I'm able to see the information, see the data, analyze data, and make my own opinion off that data... That's better than you releasing it off of some media agency that might have a bias. You know, just give us all Fox the data. News. Exactly. See it in Planet Earth. What it what was the thing? Planet you, Fitness. What was the thing you quoted? <laughs> PlanetGreen.com. Project Runway. Yeah, ProjectRunway.com. <laughs> dot org slash. What are UFOs? Dot com. www dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was my last notes. Okay, <clears throat> final thoughts. Um, I gave this two and a half stars on Letterboxd. I think it's a, a well-made documentary. Um, you know, all the interviews are done well and everything. Um, I just don't think it... I didn't. Uh, it's just the concept. It's just what it's covering, right? Well, yes. just the uh, argument. Like, I feel like it was so sure in its presentation. Um, I, I know that they don't want to be like skeptical about it, but it just makes makes it hard for a skeptic to bite their teeth into. I think they did a good job, though, presenting the case with the evidence that they have available. Does that make sense? Yeah. What what do you think, Kristen? Um. Well, I gave it a two star. Less than Alex. Um, oh snap. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I was thinking all the uh, military. Was I was thinking all the military personnel would uh, give Kristen some like ooh. Trust I, these I think people. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen was really. She was shaken to the core. <laughs> Not ready for it, Kristen. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I might give it a two or a three star. I might change it. Um, no pressure. I'm not sure, though. Who knows? Um, but I thought it was good in what they presented. I mean, I just find it a little weird that it was, like, produced by that valet guy and stuff. Like, it's coming directly from him. Well, no, it you came from I mean? uh, the director was James Fox. He's the one who made it. He uh, he got all the, everything together. It was he's the one who made it. Yeah, but the valet guy produced it and stuff. He was in, like involved with the creation of it. Phenomenon. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe on it too. Or the it was, uh, phenomenon. Um, if you're going to have a documentary, I mean, 
it depends on the two sides thing, but I would have liked some, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, you don't want to undercut your argument, but by not putting any skepticism on it, I feel like it undercuts the argument in my mm. head, if that makes sense. It's, it, yeah, there's Jack not, the it's Valley, a lose-lose situation, Valley. I think was a writer for the movie. He produced it. I think. Yeah, according Ooh. to the Wikipedia, it was directed by James Fox, written by Mark Bosch and James Fox, produced by James Fox and Dan Farah, and then starring Pete Cote. Cinematography by David E. West, music by Christopher Hogue. Um, on IMDb, it's showing that Jacques Vallée, Vallée was an associate producer um, that Knapp guy was a producer. Yeah, George Knapp. Who's and Jacques Vallée? Is that the Jacques French Vallée, guy? He, yeah, he's the... Because there's basically big... Like, there's a few big researchers in the UFO world. Jacques Vallée is one of them. George Knapp is one of them. And so basically this is a congregation of the highest UFO researchers. Except for Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong is kind of, you know, been... Uh, he was part of it, but not in like a. He wasn't like his. He was part. He's been part of the story, but he wasn't mentioned in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about ancient aliens? The thing is, uh, what the thing that's interesting about ancient aliens for me is the show. Obviously, is extremely. Uh, made to be like a story and something that is like interesting media, you know? Uh-huh. But I think a lot of the uh, things that they bring up and the ideas that they bring up and the correlations, um, such as like um, consistent stories throughout uh, religions, or not religions, cultures that g- were around the same time but had no like communication with each other but still described uh things in the sky that are similar to things we see now as well as uh, similar to each other, but they had no communication with each other. I think it's interesting. Um, and like stuff like the Inca uh, sky, like sky glyphs that are existent um, is super interesting to me. Um, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. James Fox is a UFO enthusiast. He's a UFOologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you could tell UFOs. he's been doing this a long time because he had that one interview with somebody from like 98. Yeah. Oops. I thought about becoming a UFOlogist. Did I tell you guys about that? No. Is that where you um, are a doctor for the penis? No. Oh. <laughs> That's a penisologist. A urologist? <laughs> <laughs> It's a penisologist. <laughs> <laughs> a pen fifteenologist. Oh, no, but basically UFOlogist is just somebody who like is like studies UFOs. You so know. you are one. Like somebody who's a zoologist, right? Studies they study animals zoos. and creatures and just a, just a word, but even the word UFOlogist <laughs> makes you think, ooh, this person isn't a real scientist because it has the word UFO in it. That's the stigma once again. Uh, so, I don't know. You know what I want to be? A penisologist? Ch- chicken tenderologist. 
I want to <laughs> study chicken tenders. <laughs> you want to study those new chicken wings from Taco Bell? Yes, I want to get them. I'm going to get them tomorrow. <sighs> Have you tried them yet? No. I'm going to try them tomorrow. I give this movie four stars. Was oh, it my turn to wrap up? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about chicken wings. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't think I wrapped up yet. I better wrap up. Um, overall, like I mentioned, uh, I think it's a good documentary to, you know, tell the overall story of UFOs and UAPs, as well as provide some uh, uh, really hard circumstantial evidence from high-ranking individuals, uh, not only in the military uh, but in the government. Um, and uh, professional observers such as pilots and people in the skies that are like, hey, I see the skies every day. I notice when something's weird, you know. If I'm driving on a road and all of a sudden there's a deer in the middle of the road, I'll notice there's a deer in the middle of the road. Uh, same thing kind of goes for these pilots. If they notice there's something weird in the sky, I mean, why would I not believe them? You know, and there's so many cases of it. And I don't know. I'm really open-minded to these kind of things, and I would rather... I, I would rather believe and be wrong than uh, be closed off in a in a room and denying the sun. Hey, you sometimes I mean? I'm outside. Yeah, not always in a room. I know. I just analogy. You know, <coughs> I would rather <laughs> be accepting that the sunlight exists than sitting in a room saying it doesn't. When uh, I don't have any windows. Yeah. Those in glass houses shouldn't trust stones. Or jack off. Okay. Well, um, hopefully you guys stayed with us. Hopefully you guys um, at least downloaded the episode. <laughs> it, it was less of a movie talk than a, a UFO talk, but yeah. it definitely gave us the framework. I had so much fun. I don't know if you guys could tell that I got excited. <laughs> throughout this entire thing but i was having a good time yeah i hope you guys don't think i'm too crazy or stupid or there were definitely times i mean you were uh taking off with it so i i could see it i could see the excitement okay you were like a spaceship whoa <laughs> an an ifo you want me to talk to you guys about warp drives no i have one watch that watch that gimbal video again and notice the Notice the bubble. Okay. Gimbal Media, the podcast company. No, it's that the name of that the one of the UFO videos is called the Gimbal Video. Oh, okay. Gimbal, go fast, and then there's the Gopher. Gopher. <laughs> and then watch, <laughs> watch, uh, watch Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that today. Did you really? Oh, no, wait, that was yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it the day before? It was the day before. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You watch Groundhog's Day? Yeah, yeah like it was like a week ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I'm watching is, it tomorrow. How long has this podcast been going on? Oh, God. We've been recording for four days. <laughs> uh, two and a half hours. Um, you might have a lot of editing to do, Jacob, I, to make it listenable. It's going to be interesting. But that wraps up uh, the phenomenon. Any last thoughts that you wanted to say, Jacob, before we let Kristen announce her movie for the theme of a movie she loves and we haven't seen? 
No, I just want to say thank you guys for indulging me with this movie that was different from anything we've watched before. Uh, I do appreciate you not just like bashing me the entire time and being uh, at least a little bit open while also keeping me, you know, straight on a line there. So uh, thanks, guys, for uh, for that. But I'm excited to hear Kristen's movie. Yeah, me too. And thanks, Jake. I'm glad I didn't um, make you mad too much. No. Yeah, you guys proved me wrong. You guys didn't fight. Although there was that one moment that Jacob wanted to end the episode. Well, I did uh, end the <laughs> Skype and say I'm never going to record or edit this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kristen. Okay. <clears throat> so the movie that I am choosing that I've I love it. and you guys have not seen is urban cowboy uh i have that on dvd no you don't have you seen it it? no i haven't seen it but i do have it on dvd okay (laughs) well that's the movie i picked and i have her dvds so i have it on dvd okay urban cowboy it is yep Kristen, uh some um uh teasing she watches this like Anytime she cooks, she puts it on her phone and just has it on. It's like her cooking video for some reason. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why. And then every time I watch it, it's like I've never seen it. And I'm very interested in it. <laughs> but, uh, yep. Urban Cowboy. Okay. With uh, John Travolta and Deborah Winger. Ooh, Deborah Winger. She was in that movie I watched. What's it called? terms of endearment yeah that was it i liked her in that she was um um acting oh i don't see her character was different hey here's the real question after kristen's movie we wrap Mm -hmm. up your theme correct alex yes so next next episode someone has to choose a new theme who's choosing that new theme you are oh <laughs> I'm good. I gotta figure something <laughs> <out>. Okay. <laughs> yep, Jacob will be up next to pick a, a theme and a film. But next week we will uh, watch Urban Cowboy. Two weeks. Two weeks we will watch Urban Cowboy um, and <laughs> chat about that. So, for those who have tuned in, we appreciate you. We want to thank you and ask. Uh, a quick favor if you don't mind to send us hundreds of dollars subscribe send us hundreds of dollars and some (laughs) dick pics to jake to at mr jake duke on twitter (laughs) i need dick pics Um, i need twat pics i need i need some of those oh my god some of those uh uh taint Taint pics yeah there you go (laughs) um our podcast is at uh i'll take three podcasts I am at Alex Expressed. I'm at Mr. Jake Duke. And I'm at I am Kristen One. And as always, keep looking up at the stars. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. I'm not like you.